Have you ever been faced with an issue and thought the Bible to be too outdated to have an answer? Welcome to Yenga's Corner Podcast, empowering women of all ages through God's Word. You'll be amazed how together we'll apply biblical truths to any issue in our daily living. Stay tuned. I'm Yenga Dinsil. Hello, dear friends. Uh, welcome to today's episode. Uh, great to, to have you here today, especially uh, for this topic. I know this is uh, the, uh, the conversation around everyone is talking about inflation. Everyone is talking about uh, the cost of living because, hey, we can't get away from it. This is what the media has been feeding us, um, you know, all around us, we're just hearing talks of gloom and what is going on and uh, how it's getting more and more expensive, whether it's, you know, to put food on the table or even uh, a roof over your head, your head. So basic needs have kind of been even uh, affected and people wondering, like, how are we going to survive how are we going to go through the month or how are we even going to go through the week or the day? And this is regardless of where you're living, whether it's uh, in Africa, whether it's in Europe, whether it's in uh, North America, it's all the same because um, we're kind of, I mean, human beings like around the world, we're kind of living in the same ecosystem. So we have the same impacts. If something happens here, you know, it impacts the, you know, the rest of the world kind of thing. And so, I don't know, maybe the inflation has kind of deflated your faith. Maybe, you know, you're wondering more and more on uh, where you're going to get the next meal. Or even just uh, wondering on how am I going to be able to make ends meet. Um, These are things that have already happened even in the past. And uh, like I always say, the Bible is there to provide us that uh, uh, godly wisdom in uh, every situation that we're going through. And so today we're going to see like uh, what has happened in the past and like how did God deal with it? Uh, Because we know God is not stuck in the uh, ancient times of the Bible, but he says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that's why I want us to have uh, this sharing, just to kind of exhort its, uh, 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 each other and uh, encourage each other. So I'll be reading a book uh, in the book of uh, Judges. The book of Judges, there's a, a story here that is um, happening around a time whereby the land has been hit hard with famine. And Elijah's behind this because he had pronounced a word according to God to say that there will not be rain until he said so. And so God had withheld rain because of the sins of the children of Israel. And uh, everybody was impacted, including Elijah. So he was always like looking where his next meal was going to come from. And so we see him in, uh, in the book of uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. And I'm going to read it uh, from verse 8 to verse 16. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little cup in a water, a little water in a cup that I may drink. 
And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah. So, I mean, friends, you see here this woman, this widow. God sends Elijah to a widow and says, this widow is going to be providing for you for a little while. And as he goes there... You know, he he's imagining, well, she's, you know, she has some, some reserves. We're going to eat. But no, this woman has only a last meal. How many times maybe some of you have been in those situation where you're kind of finishing up your last meal, your last reserves, and you just don't know when the next meal is going to come from. So God sends his servant, he sends Elijah at a time where this woman, that last meal was just going to, you know, to sustain her until she dies. Like that was the, that was the last meal. Like, like she didn't have anything after that. And so there was no hope. And the servant of God says, you know, Elijah says, yeah, you know, while you're at it, you know, bring me water, but bring me also, you know, a, a piece of bread. And he's, and she's like, no, I don't have anything. The only thing is I'm left with is a little flour that I'm just going to make a last meal for me and my son. And I say, really? Okay, before you eat it, how about you send it to me first? I mean, he will be like, really? This, like, this is absurd. I'm telling you this is my last meal and you want me to give it to you? First, you want me to prioritize you over my son. But this woman went in total obedience. And uh, she heeded to the, you know, to the instructions of the man of God. And that is where the miracle happened. It wasn't until she was obedient. Because remember, like her mouth and women, we're good. We know how much is enough. Like we know... <laughs> like uh, from uh, our recipe how much it's going to yield and she had said that that recipe whatever was left the ingredients was enough only for two people like for her and her son so she was not wrong you know she wasn't wrong at all but we see that when she obeyed and gave to this man of God. The man of God said, yeah, make for me first and then for you and your son. 
And the man of God told her that when you do that, something is going to happen whereby the reserve is not going to be depleted. It will just keep on, you know, filling up and filling up. And sure enough, she was able to give the first meal that was going to be the last meal for her and her son. She gave it to Elijah and she was able to make another meal for her and her son. And true to, uh, you know, Elijah's words, what God had said, she never lacked. Like the oil never ran dry and the jar of uh, the jar of oil never ran dry and the bin of flour never uh, was never emptied. So it really shows that when she acted in obedience, even at a time where there was lack everywhere, at a time where there was a famine everywhere, God somehow provided for her. So you can say that is the Old Testament. But Jesus himself talks of, the, uh, of God's provision in the New Testament. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 33, I'm going to read it because I find that it's, there's a lot of uh, important lessons here for us to be able to, to hold on to during this time. It says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you by worrying can add a cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, he, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now Jesus is coming here. He knows that these are the main areas of worry for all of us. We worry about what? Why do we go to work? We go to work so that we can eat, so that we can clothe ourselves, so we can have a roof of our head. Those are our basic needs, basic human needs, which is not wrong in themselves. And but God is saying that He knows that we need this. We need we have these needs. He understands that we we have these needs. So by us worrying, we are telling God that hey, you you know I'm busy. I need to take care of this. I need to you know to to exhaust myself in meeting these needs. But he says he meets those needs. You know, there are other creatures in this world that they don't worry about where their next meal is going to come from because God provides for them. You know, he says somewhere else, like, you know, even sparrows, these are birds. He says they're, they're, they're cheap birds. They're sold for two pennies. But 
God knows. He feeds them and he knows even when one falls. And we are more valuable than those birds. We are more valuable than sparrows. And again, here he says, you know, even about clothing, he says, King Solomon, with all his wealth, with all his splendor, he was never clothed as well as the lilies of the field. The flowers of the field. I mean, I love summer because of the beautiful flowers all over the place. And you can imagine God says that he clothes the lilies of the field. He's the one who clothes the flowers. You know, he's the one who makes them as beautiful as we can, you know, savor their beauty. And yet they're there for a day. And when their scorching heat comes out, they're burnt in the oven of the sun. But yet we are more valuable than these flowers. And we think as if, you know, God is not going to be able to clothe us. They don't ask. They don't work. They don't toil. Yet they are clothed for free. And it's the same way that God wants us to trust him for, this pro- for his providence. So friends, I want to encourage you during this time, because I know a lot of people, a lot of us, our faith has deflated because of the high inflation. But it should be the other way around. We should deflate the inflation with by inflating our faith. We should trust even more in God, in his provision. And he gives us the secret. He says, we need to put an order in our priorities. We need to prioritize. We've been prioritizing, seeking what we can eat, what we can clothe ourselves with, you know, the shelter and all this. And it's good. Like God doesn't want us to be lazy and just sit there and say, you know, God will provide. But he says he wants us to seek something that is of more value than these things. Because he knows that we need these things. You know, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why? Because already he says in verse 32, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. You see, God is a very responsible daddy. He knows our needs. In the same way, like we parents, we know what uh, is best for our children. We want to give them the best, you know. Our kids don't come every day and and plead with us. Please, please, mommy, can you make uh, something for me to eat? Can you give me food? Can you give me clothes? Can you give me shelter? No, we work for that. We work to provide these things to our children. Why? Because any responsible parent should be doing that. So why do we think that God is any less? When we worry, he says, you can't even add a cubit to your stature. You can't even add a centimeter or a millimeter to your, to your height by worrying. If anything, we are just reducing the number of days. You know, worrying is, is toxic. It's, it, it's shortening our lives, you know. It gives us health issues and, and you name it. So it doesn't even help the situation. But he tells us what to do instead. He says to seek his righteousness. To seek his kingdom and his righteousness. That is the first thing to do. 
Because when we seek God, when we seek his righteousness, all of a sudden we are at peace. We know, like this widow in, in Zarephath, that, you know, God's got it. She walked in obedience and all of a sudden she did not have any lack. And friends, I'm not saying that, you know, trusting in God that you will not have any problems or whatever. But all I'm saying is that he will be there to provide for us. Because he says that all these things shall be added to you. When we seek him and we seek him diligently, not seeking him so that he can meet our needs, but seeking him because he is the source, because he is above anything that we can desire. If we desire him more than all these things that we are pursuing, then all of a sudden, you know, all these things come to us, you know. And friends, like, I am also living through these moments. And by seeking God, sometimes God gives me that godly wisdom in handling the money, the little that I have. And it allows our family to be able to, you know, to go through this time with the providence of God. It's not that he gives me money falling from the sky, but no. Sometimes it's just giving you wisdom on, you know, looking through the coupons and seeing what is on sale, inventing new ways of stretching whatever ingredients that you have in your home so that you can feed your family for a long time, giving you uh, wisdom to be able to manage your money well. So sometimes it's not that we need more money. Sometimes maybe we need more wisdom to manage whatever money that God has given us. So I'm encouraging you today. As you're going through these tough economic times, take heart. Know that God will not abandon you. He says, just put a, a switch in the priorities. You know, put him first. Seek him first. His kingdom and all his righteousness. And he will give you godly wisdom by meeting all those needs that we have. Because he is a responsible daddy. And he's not just going to leave us out there hungry, you know, naked and, you know, in the cold because we don't have a roof of our heads. No, God is going to take care of us even during these tough times because we have seen him doing it in the old times. He took care of this widow. Can you imagine? She didn't even have a husband to take care of her. And on top of that, she had a kid. But God saw her of all the millions of people, thousands of people in that city, in that country. God's eyes was on her. Who knows? Maybe she was, she was praying and saying, this is my last meal. And God heard her and came to provide for her. So in the same way, friends, God is going to provide for you during these tough times. So I hope this has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please do share with others. And don't forget to, uh, to subscribe and leave comments because together we can stand strong. Let us encourage each other. Let us not lose our focus on God. And he is our providence. So he will meet us at our point of needs. Until next time, guys. 
have your faith. Keep on inflating your faith and deflating the inflation around you. Stay blessed.